Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, it's the most productive day of the week. So we got a big show coming up, including giving away $100 in the MyTalk 1071 app $10,000 pick your prize contest that'll be at 5:20 and we just got uh three more days of that Wednesday Thursday Friday so get your name in by registering on the app that's oh, right we're right over right to miss that oh my gosh <sighs> okay about- what do you got? I mean, well, I Rocco, just, I've sent you a request if you can get it. Yeah, I just heard you say briefly in my ear, Rocco, you got the gophers? Is that what you said? I sent you a text. We just yeah, need the we song. need the rouser. Oh. Minnesota has off to you. M I N N. Okay, gotcha. That one. Take okay. me a second. I'll get All right, yeah, because uh, Cindy sent us a note and she's like, Hi, Lori, Julia, and Rocco. Our gopher women need some love and attention. The women's gymnastic team won the Big Ten championship on saturday and they've received very little coverage for this huge accomplishment it was on page three of the star tribune with little coverage not even a photo jeez i feel like any men's sport would have received far greater coverage yes they would have yep this has me fired up especially after the recent ncaa disparities between the men and women's Locker room, I don't know how to make some noise about this, but thought you could we can make give some a big noise. congratulations. They do it again, and then yeah. you go M-I-N-N-E-S-O-T-A, Minnesota. That's a huge darn deal. It's huge. Congratulations, women. Go for gymnastics. Very good. I have a blue whistle. That is such a true statement, though, by her, is that I knew nothing about it. Right. Nothing about it. So good for them. Yeah, I know. And this, you know, and I remember, like, when the Women Gophers dance team would always win things, and and we just always hear about basketball and hockey and everything. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Thanks for letting us know, Cindy. Uh, Now, something that wasn't awesome was the mass shooting that happened in Boulder, Colorado at the King's Superstore. So sad. Absolutely, just terrible. Coming on the heels of the uh, Asian Asian the women people that were shot yes, and killed in, in Atlanta yep. last week. Uh, President Biden ordered the flags at the White House lowered to half staff in honor of the ten people, and um, uh, he's calling for Congress to um, two bills that passed the House this month that would close loopholes in the background system. So one would expand background checks on individuals seeking to purchase or transfer firearms, while the other would close the Charleston loophole, a gap in federal law that lets gun sales proceed without a completed background check if three business days have passed. Oh, that just seems so silly. Isn't it? Yeah, so, so let's hope those go through. Yeah, and also calling on, you know, um, banning assault rifles. Absolutely. So he, so hopefully something can be done, but that was just absolutely tragic and um, baffling. Just 10 people going about their lives 
and a, a, and a police, police officer was killed. Uh, was shot. He was performing his duties, and he just the guy just started firing outside the store, and then inside, people were in line getting COVID vaccine, just checking out, and there's just uh, it's just it really just makes makes your heart ache just to think beyond about it. in that. <sighs> In under a week, yeah, yeah, it just yeah, that's just sad. It, it is, it is really fast. So, um, I, I hope that you know there's uh, bipartisan support to get this passed. But how long have we been talking about this since we've been Hill. on the air? Yep, since, yeah, yep. So let's just hope. Yeah, so mm-hmm. hopefully you know this will wake up people because it's just absolutely devastating um, for oh, uh, for everyone's I families. Just... Cannot imagine. No, um, it's tragic. No, something that is. Bring light to families yes. and CBS uh, this morning had uh, just a story about um, just over a year into the pandemic, nearly 45 million people in the U.S. have now been fully vaccinated. There are the, the big question are people who are saying they're not going to get vaccinated, which we need you know, 80% of people who get vaccinated for herd immunity. So here's just a short little audio from um CBS this morning, hearing from vaccinated Americans about how it's changing their lives. The one word I would describe after getting fully vaccinated is relieved. Here you are, Judith. I felt at peace. I just cried. I was so grateful. Rejuvenated. Almost like we have a second opportunity. We get to start again. After I got my final dose, I was like, that's it. I'm about to live my best life. And I went to the 76ers game. Obviously, this is something that I would not have even thought about doing a couple of months ago. I was not able to visit my mother at the facility. Just seeing her is very important to me. Just to hear her little remarks (laughs) makes me so very happy. (laughs) Something I couldn't do because of COVID all of 2020 was going to Disney World. And so now that I'm fully vaccinated and it's 2021, I'm going. It's happening. My daughter and granddaughter came to my apartment because they had a gift for me. To my amazement was a prescription from my doctor. And she wrote, you are allowed to hug your granddaughter. (gasps) That hug is a hug I'm going to remember forever. And people who are fully vaccinated, this is new from the CDC Mm -hmm. this morning. You either have had both shots of the Pfizer, both shots of the Moderna, or one shot of the Johnson & Johnson. And if you're fully vaccinated, you can visit unvaccinated people without restrictions. They would like you to one unvaccinated household at a time. Um, And then uh, masks and social distancing if you're mixing vaccinated and unvaccinated yes, together yes, yes, yes. so so that's good and i know like how relieved you and i both felt oh. after our moms got vaccinated oh. my and- mom has a new spring in her step mm-hmm. i'm in and most people you talk to teacher friends other friends you know medical doctor friends and other people um that we know that have been fully vaccinated they just said it's a game changer yeah it's like this freedom that you 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 don't have to worry. I mean, it was such a black cloud over everybody, and it's just something different. You know, in Minnesota right now, um, based on population estimates, more than 40% of people 16 and older who are eligible to receive the vaccine have received at least the first dose. 
and nearly 80% of seniors in our state have received both doses. And we're going to up it. So this is just um, rising vaccination supply in Minnesota is coming. Minnesota expects to receive 185,000 first doses per week right now, but expects to increase to 304,000 doses per week in early April. So that's two weeks away. Yeah. We are yeah. almost there. I mean, you know, so everybody who can get vaccinated, please do it. Yeah. For civic duty. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Catherine Watson had an editorial in the Star Tribune. She used to be the travel editor at yeah. the Star Tribune. She's like, we already have a vaccine passport. It's the yellow card. Anyone who does a tra- uh, travels, I forgot I got one when I went, went to, to Africa? Tanzania. Okay. Yeah. So you have it and you can just, uh, she's like, it is in place. And for people who travel a lot, you know, they have their yellow card um, vaccination um, thing All right. because there are some shots like uh, that you have to have for multiple Malaria countries, like, and yellow like fever that. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she just like pointed that out that there is a manual right. yellow card system out okay. there. So anyway, all right, well, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't give get enough of. And it is a very high profile actress from the, 80s and 90s, I'm not talking about Sharon Stone, but somebody else who gave an interview to uh, Marlo Stern at the Daily Beast and had really quite a bit to say, which we want to talk about. Oh, J-Lo. You can see us in here trying to get ready for the camera for the YouTube for this. We just go crazy every day. Do people know we do a YouTube segment every day and where the camera hits me is right at my breasts. There is just no, Mm. I just look like a big boob. And I said maybe this little segment will become Rinder, Radio Tinder. So you'll get some dates out of this. I don't think so. Rocco's not saying anything. I know. He's, saying He's off nothing. camera. He's but really, I, I obviously need to up some makeup game and things, but I just can't. I thought I put on makeup. Apparently, I did. It's the no makeup makeup look. There we go. It shows how lovely you are. You don't even exactly, need to put that much exactly. on. Exactly. Okay. I'll, I'll try some other day. So okay. our story today that we can't get enough of, uh, because Sharon Stone's book isn't out until March 30th. <laughs> we have to find her substitute. Well, no, I thought this was really interesting. Sean Young sat down with Marlo Stern from the Daily Beast to talk about her career she had weighed in about how she was Harvey Weinstein, and we kind of thought when she came out with some comments about Harvey, yeah, I wonder what did ha- happen to Sean Young, Young because she was such a hot actress in right. the 80s up until like the mid-90s. And let's give a couple of the movies. Right. She basically, her first movie after some Jane Austen one was Stripes. Which was so much fun. She was one of the four, you know, and the mm-hmm. couples traveling all over. Blade Runner, which she was iconic in. Right. Um, Dune, No Way Out with Kevin Costner, which was one of the best movies ever if you've never seen it. And wasn't Gene Hackman in that? Yes. Yeah, he was like, oh, he, not a good he was guy. so good. Mm-hmm. Wall Street, Cousins, Fatal Instinct, and Ace Ventura, Pet De- Detective. And then kind of after that, nothing. nothing. But, but as... The roles started. I'm going to show a picture of her for you people watching at home. Exhibit A. Is that No Way Out? This is No Way Out. Kevin mm-hmm. Costner and Sean Young. I mean, they couldn't have been more beautiful. The limo they, scene. Oh, that was the hottest movie. To but a so, song. Was it a Phil Collins song? Probably, Laurie. Yeah. Rocco, you could find that maybe for up. us. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but but what happened to her is immediately she was deemed difficult. And Lori, start saying the okay. reasons why. Because in her very 
um, Stripes, we didn't hear anything about her being difficult well, at all. Well, that was her first career. I mean, basically, but you, you feel like if you go to her Wikipedia page, it should say, you know, like, how much time do you have? Because there have been so many stories about her. But right. there are also, you know, uh, the stories are mostly about her being a diva, a stalker, which was a James Wood uh, right. Um, having an accusation, a dr- which drinking he problem. Ended, he ended up paying her $270,000. And she was smeared all over the tabloids That's for right. that one. And at the time, back in, let's say, this is pre-internet 90s and 80s, all these characterizations seemingly provided enough evidence for basically Hollywood to hit the brakes on her career. So, And even when she would offer her perspective, it was usually met with someone saying, well, yeah, but look, at she was a diva here, or she did this or that. So anyway, time has proven that some of the people who previously accused Sean of being a mess are actually the messes themselves. And thanks to the Me Too movement helping to disprove, you know, the persistent Hollywood myth of the difficult actress. Right. Um, Sean can get her, she's gotten her story out. And here's, uh, she basically said she would have had a longer, more legitimate career if it had not been for a bunch of directors who sabotaged right. it. So here's what she said. Okay. Um, uh, like her role in Wall Street, that was supposed to be a larger role. Absolutely. But Oliver Stone did not like her. Charlie Charlie Sheen was doing so much coke, she said, on the set of that movie that he taped a sign on her back that just straight out called her a see you next Tuesday, the four-letter word. She was supposed to be Gordon Gecko's wife. Right, and Michael Douglas took it off of her back. She didn't know it was on her back. Um, She was fired for the role of Tess Trueheart in Dick Tracy, Mm -hmm. and she says it was because she rejected Warren Beatty's advances. Yep. And also... um, you know, so all, always the pattern is she's a nightmare. But when she she said, I always felt like I was down to earth and straightforward. I didn't realize that being straightforward and down to earth was something that was going to get me pegged. Right. As being difficult by speaking out what I wanted. And she said, Ridley Scott, who directed her in Blade Runner. Which was like her second big major film. Right. He, she said um, he never hired her again except for a 30-second cameo in Blade Runner. 20- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest-growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 2049, she believes that uh, Ridley Scott refused to work with her again because she would not date Harrison Ford, 
which is something he kept encouraging encouraging her to do. That was her co-star on Blade Runner. Sharon Stone in her memoir says the same thing yep. about some director that uh, they want was them. I want I want the real chemistry, right? And Sharon Stone hire a better actor, you know. And she said. Uh, she said, he never hired me again. I mean, what the hell? You hire Russell Crowe a gazillion times, and you're not going to hire me again? I was always very nice to him over the years. I never badmouthed him. It didn't occur to me that I'd offended him because I wouldn't take him up on his suggestion to date Harrison mm-hmm. uh, Ward. The Daily Beast, uh, Marlo Stern, notes that the late Carl Reiner came to Sean Young's defense saying her tr- reputation as trouble was unearned and that a famous director had launched a smear campaign against her. Which director, according to Sean, almost all the directors it sounds she worked like with. It. Warren was definitely one of them. Steven Spielberg was another. She said, Tim Burton didn't have a sense of humor when I wanted to go out for the part of Catwoman, and she showed up on a talk show, Joan Rivers' talk show, dressed yep. as Catwoman. And it should have been funny, but no, they didn't see it that way. And she said, listen, Spielberg has power to cancel people. He canceled Megan Fox. Yes. And Sean added that Spielberg blacklisted her after she saw him at a party and walked up to him and jokingly said, why didn't you cast me in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Mm-hmm. The Karen Allen role. Sure. And he took great offense. That she would be so bold. That she would do that. Right, right, right. And she didn't name drop Oliver Stone in her list of crappy, vindictive directors because she's talked about him uh, so many times. She Mm -hmm. said he was just such a bastard. And uh, Michael was wonderful. But Oliver and Charlie Sheen were awful to me in Wall Street. And she said when she advocated to Oliver Stone on set for her and Daryl Hannah, which I forgot she was in Wall Street, he... Um, he basically took out her line and we're doing the rehearsal and he took the only line in the scene out. And I said, what are you doing? He says, oh, that's right. You're fired. Mm. Because she had talked to him about Daryl wasn't comfortable in this backless dress that she was so filming. So she was sticking it. up for a co-star. One of, the, one of the other things, Laurie, is that, you know, and you talked about this earlier in the movie The Boost, which we really don't know about, but she co-starred in it with James Wood and James Wood was a big deal in the 70s and 80s, and, and no one knew how. Hard to believe now. Hard to believe because he's so out there now. Right. But But that um, they started a relationship during the filming, and then he accused her of all these things and smeared her name everywhere. But it ended up, like you said, he had to pay her and her attorney fees. Mm-hmm. So she also did struggle. We've seen her with alcohol. Yeah, in the, well, in the I would too with all of this. Later in life and things like that. But I mean, basically, the 80s and the 90s were like the Super Bowl for sexism. And, and man got away with it. I everything. mean, if you think about Robert Downey Jr. was a heroin addict and went to prison for it right. and still came out fine. I mean, right. the women didn't recover. She did stress to Marlo Stern, this is Sean Young we're talking about, that there was one DC guy that worked uh, that she worked with that she really loved Jim Carrey for Ace Ventura Pet Detective which is going to be part three she said he fought for her to be cast because this was like 94 yeah and he told everybody that would listen to him that everything they'd heard about her was BS so yay Jim Carrey yeah, yay, that Jim makes Carrey, us like so. him all anyway, right. Sean uh, Young, another woman derailed. Welcome to the Lori and Julia Book Club. We are so excited. This book just came out today. We have Constance Sayers 
joining us. And her book is The Ladies of the Secret Service, which we just loved. 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 Loved, Constance. Well, thank you. Oh, my thank gosh. Thank you very much. Cannot stop thinking about this story. And thank you for that it was said in Paris. Ugh. I know. It's really great. I Usually I go uh, as often as I can. Not now, of course. But, right. um, you know, it's like to, to quote, unquote, work, you know. So, uh, but, uh, yeah. No, thank you so much for, for you know, for reading it. It's, it was a fun book to write. It's a little, it's a little crazy. It's a bit of a, a wild ride and maybe through this world and another world. And it has kind of an Alice in Wonderland feel, I think. Well, give tell people everybody. the setup, because yeah. we kind of have been describing it as sort of this dazzling fairy tale. It reminded us, it left, it filled the hole in our heart. We really love The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which we la- read yeah. last fall. And we were like, what is going to be a book that's going to mm-hmm. fill that hole in our heart? And along comes Ladies of the Secret Cir- Circus. So tell people what it's about. Right. So it's about a woman named Laura Barnes, who at the at the beginning of the book is about to get married. She has a little bit of magic. She's enchanting her, her wedding dress. She doesn't like it as much as she thought she would. And uh, and she doesn't um, her groom doesn't show up the next day. And so there becomes this quest for her to find out what happened to him, because several members of her family don't seem to be all that surprised that he didn't show up. And there seems to be some dark history that kind of is attached to the family. And so she really just kind of takes it upon herself to go to Paris. And she works with an art historian um, to kind of find the answers about what might have happened to um, to her fiancé and how this may be tied to her grandmother, who was a famous aerialist at uh, a, 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 something called the Secret Circus or the Devil's Circus back in 1925 Paris. And there's no... There is no um, proof of this circus's existence except for three paintings known as the Ladies of the Secret Circus that are now lost. So uh-huh. and hopefully answers, you know, she finds the answers. She, you know, that's so we, we hope so. <laughs> your last, you know, your first book was A Witch in Time. And then now it's the Ladies of the Secret Circus. Is there something about fantasy that you kind of, this is kind of your genre that you were really loving? I mean, you were going to be an opera singer. You were a radio broadcaster <laughs> overnight. Yeah. You've done a lot of different things. Um, what got you interested in this in this genre? Well, um, so both my, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in creative writing and a master's degree in English. So certainly I wanted to kind of, you know, be a fiction writer, but, you know, I have a day job. You know, I have a day job. You guys are in the Twin Cities. I I actually kind of lived there. I was camped out there for the conventions in 2008. Oh, okay. And and had a day job. Yeah, I had a day job in media and, you know, just kind of my life went on and I, you know, had other things and writing got put in the background. And I, I was writing a lot of rural noir, kind of like Donald Ray Pollock writes a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was, but it was very present day, very gritty, nothing fantasy. And uh, candidly, my writing just wasn't going anywhere with it. And I just wasn't doing that that well. I love to read Anne Rice. I love to read like Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was like, well, why don't I, I just tried my hand at a fantasy book and my agent was like, that's better than anything else you've written. <laughs> so, you know, what do you do? I'm like, okay, you know, she, and she, and she's like, just, just get me something with that. And, uh, you know, and it, you know, so I, I, I did and turned in A Witch in Time. And 
I just, you know, the funny thing is, like, people would tell me, like, the beta readers would be like, I can't put it down. Well, nobody had said that about my earlier books, you know, so I mean mm-hmm. that I was trying. So I definitely feel like I was on to something, and I think I'm passionate, and I love that genre. I watch, you know, like Sabrina and Supernatural, sure. and that's just what I kind of gravitate towards, so why it, not write it? It's, yeah. it's so delicious. And, and, and I was lucky enough to read it on a day, on a beach vacation. She's such a bragger. No, but I mean, it, to read it in one you know, long book day of reading and a really relaxing thing. And I told three, I, well, I told Julia, you're going to love this book. Mm-hmm. And then Lori Herzl and Chris Hewitt, who work for the Star Tribune, and they're huge book readers. I said, you're, you have to read this book. And they both were reading it and loving it. So that's great. I mean, oh, it really, that's, that's so great. The book is the ladies of the secret circus. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Constance Sayers. Like I wondered, Constance, was there, was Paris, was that a factual part of your book that uh, back in the 20s that circuses were like going to the, the opera, opera or theater? Yes. It, it was. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there were many favorite, famous circuses um, at the time. And you have like the clown like Boom Boom and Lady Lala who, you know, they're, they appear in paintings. And so, yeah, it was definitely a big form of entertainment. It had a much higher, a higher brow kind of like it was. It wasn't like like our carnival type. Right. They had a very different feel to it. They had permanent buildings. Some of them still exist. The winter circus is actually still goes on in the winter in Paris. And it just has a different kind of history. And I had, you know, honestly, I mean, I, I had been researching a witch in time and I kept kind of bumping into the circuses mm. as I was, you know, in the Belle Epoque, you know, cause it was around the same time. And, you know, kind of turn of the century into 1920. And it was really almost kind of like the end of the grand time of the circus. And so I, I was like, okay, let me try this 1925 timeline. And what I think is really special about it is it's a fantastical circus and you have all the surrealists yes. at the time. Yes. And so I love where they think it's surreal. They think it's just a performance art and and here there's something more sinister going on. And I just thought that was kind of, I love that. I kind of like, you know, I smiled to myself as I was like writing. I was like, that that kind of works really well. So um, Paris is always on my mind. Paris and France. I just I, I love it. My next book also set in France as well. Oh, good. Good, oh, good, good. good. You know, one of the things we read a book or two a week and um, just that, like Lori said, she read it in a day. I read it in a weekend. Wow. I'm not as quick as her. But I love it when you can't put it down and you don't want to go to work and you want to sit in your car longer and, you know, you want to stay in your car and just read. Yeah, That to me is just a book. It was so delicious. We're so grateful that you wrote it. It was so fun. And just the descriptions of all the characters in it, all the performers and all the beauty and the clothes and just a little bit of magic. I just love that. Just a little bit of enhancement. It's like Botox. How about (laughs) then is that just your idea? Uh, I mean, you like the whole ma- magical thing because I do like the idea uh-huh. of uh, Lara's family. You know that the women all have just some a power, power, but how they learn to use it and everything—that's always fascinating. Absolutely, and I certainly drew. You know, the book is dedicated to my own mother and grandmothers. I have three grandmothers, um, and uh, you know, and I just—you you, know—you definitely feel what you pass. You know what your legacy is mm-hmm. and what you pass through, and. Uh, and Laura, I think, you know, kind of earned her place there. And, um, you know, I just, I was very proud of her at the end. It's, a, yes. it's an ending that I really like. 
it's a little open-ended. I could definitely read. Those are definitely characters I yes. could revisit. And the character of Esme, a lot of people talk about her, mm-hmm. Esme and Cecile. I will say that the journals were very, my, my editor pushed me hard on those journals because they, I felt they, you know, A, it's hard to write journals. It's hard. You don't write them exactly as journals. They're almost like more of a memoir. And so they, they need to kind of leap from the page. But um, I think people really resonated with uh, Esme and Cecile and their story. And I could, you know, I could see definitely going back and revisiting them at some point because Please. I think they've got a great story. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Because when I close oh. the book, I'm like, okay, there's more to this story, mm-hmm. but only the author <laughs> knows where it's going, you know, because you really right. do just fall in love with all these people. And it's just... Uh, it, it really is just a dazzling, dazzling book. And the cover is so gorgeous. Oh, we got the early yeah. galleys, and then we got the hardcover, too. It's just such a beautiful book. I just think people are going to love it. It is The Ladies of the Secret Circus by Constance Sawyers. Constance, tell us, you know, what... Did anyone option it? you got to tell oh. us that. I know it's just out today, I mean, uh, but... It's just out today. I mean, I have people trying to do that. I, I think, you know, Hollywood has been a little shut down right now. You know, there hasn't been a lot of, you know, but I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, between that and, and uh, which in time, I think they could both uh, be, they're both, I think, very cinematic books. What, what, what actress would you like to have option this book? Just if you could have a wand, you could have oh. some of the family's magic and you could cast a spell. What actress would you want to buy this book and or, make it happen? Or to play her or to play Laura. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, to play. Laura, um, oh my gosh, that's so tough because I didn't, you know, like I cast A Witch in Time entirely and um, it was not, uh, that's like, I'd, I'd have to think about that okay. one. I mean, I really, yeah. Even just I mean, to pro- just buy it to produce it, not even act in it. Like I'm ready to oh, give I mean, some of these actors. The, She's going to say Reese Witherspoon. I, I'm going to, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to say Reese Witherspoon. I know. You know and actually my, yeah, you know, definitely. Very text. You know, I mean, she's. Constance. And, and, we're, and we're related. So, you know, I mean, there's like, she's related to my cousin. So there's a definite, yeah, no, they're cousins. Does she so, have, I mean, do, I, have, they've you never con- met. They've never met, but, you okay, know, but, but like, still. you know, my, my, my real last name is, is Witherspoon. So, you know, it's like, Stop. yeah, so definitely Reese. So definitely Reese. Okay. Absolutely Reese. Okay. I'm, I, I hope you don't mind that I'm going to, just tweet her and act as an, an unofficial agent for free. You of course, okay, she good. does this you all do the time, it. Constance. It's, only it's with the books. We only, love. but we've read so many good ones lately. All right, what's <laughs> what's the last great book that you've read? Um, I the last great book that I read was The Arctic Fury by Greer McAllister. I'm a big historic fiction fan, and this is about a group of women who travel to the Arctic to find a, um, a party that was lost. Ooh. Uh, and, yeah. And Greer McAllister is just amazing. Uh, she wrote The Magician's Lie, which is absolutely one of my just completely favorite books of all time. And so, um, yeah, that, that's out new uh, in the last six months. All right. We have really to- good book. Look up that. Yeah, oh, I will. love it. I love it. Well, what a treat yeah. for us to meet you, Constance, and keep up the great work. And 
when Reese calls you, just, you know, just remember. I know. I'll make sure you, I'll, I'll make sure I remember where that came from. It's Man, our joke, but so Lori, much. Lori texts her every day and she apologizes. Dear Reese, Con- I'm, I'm sorry, sorry to, to bug, bug you, you again. again. But Constance, <laughs> here's my thing. You know, I don't know that Reese has all the best readers under her. And here we've been reading for 18 years on the radio, having this amazing book club. Selling books, introducing authors. I mean, we're like built in, you know, whatever you call that job in Hollywood where people go. We're built in readers. Are. Yeah. You know, here's Absolutely. something you should option and buy. Damn it. Damn it. Absolutely. But, oh, gosh. It, what fun <laughs> so meeting you. When I you. copy you in on the tweet, well, you don't. You know, I'll tell you what, you know who could really be a great Laura is uh, Blake Lively. Yes. yes. I think she'd be. Oh. oh my God. Yes. She would be a great Laura. Laurie's yeah. including her and Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to pit her and Reese <laughs> up against each other for a bidding right. war. That sounds great. I could totally see. I could totally see Blake Lively enchanting a wedding gown. Couldn't you? Totally. Oh my god. I could totally see her. Oh, that is that's great casting. All right, constant. What a treat to meet you. Well, we. I want to go back and read uh, Witch in Time. And we. um, All right. Thank thank you. you. We'll keep in touch. We have two copies. I like that. Yeah, I like that. One. Shout out to Debbie and Woodbury and Sue and Apple Valley, our book winners today. Oh, I'm just composing my no, tweet to Reese. I, and then I'm going to do a separate one to Blake Lively no, that I'll copy Reese in on. We are ready to I'm come so back to our radio show because I'm mailing the books and writing personal <laughs> notes to Debbie and Sue. And, and you're texting Reese with this one. Who's got time to do the show, Lori? Yeah, right, Rocco. <laughs> I'm, I'm DJing Aretha Franklin. I know. Yes, I like it. Well, the ratings are in for uh, Nat Geo and Gina, Gina Genius Aretha is a hit. The opening night ratings, um, they haven't Einstein, which was the first season right. of Genius, that had um, huge ratings. And it got, uh, now this is for Nat Geo. Geo. Cable. Yeah, 1.38 million wow. on Sunday night in two consecutive hours. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, is this the first big no this is this is the third third they did albert einstein and then they did that was the first one and they had about 1.4 million okay einstein and and they the subsequent ones like pablo uh, picasso yeah and i don't know if there was another one no this is the third uh they were did a fraction like a fourth of those numbers i tried to watch pablo picasso it was antonio banderas and i just wasn't that interested for some reason Ditto. But okay. Donnie watched it and liked it. Right, okay. But uh, I just wasn't that... Anyway, the show is strong on the performances. Really, it's for Cynthia Revo oh. playing Aretha, singing live, and Courtney B. B. Vance, Vance as, as her preacher dad. It is light on facts, apparently, as far as the de- accurate depictions of everybody, like the woman that's playing. Roger Friedman wrote that the woman... That played Aretha's longtime manager, and we meet her in the second yes. episode, Ruth ba- Bowen, that she was kind of a a, a hefty, bosomy, yes. bigger woman. Apparently, the real Ruth was like teeny tiny, very okay. pretty. And uh, Roger said, Ruth can't be happy about the way she looks in this movie. I'm sure <laughs> she and Aretha are in deep talks in heaven, but he said it's still a tribute to Aretha and to Arivo. And to Courtney B. Vance that the series did so well on Sunday night. So we'll see like it tomorrow really, on Monday. But 
It it's is, a compelling topic. It is compelling. And, and we didn't know, really, we've learned a lot in, in what happened in the third, and there's just four of these, yeah. the third episode, um, really explored the relationship between Dr. Martin Luther King and Aretha Franklin. Right. Which, and that was something, who knew? I mean... You know, Aretha, what we're finding at the very beginning, the seeds of her career is that privacy was that was the overriding thing. And it was because Rocco, she had two children by the time she was 15. And you see her with a 12 year old thinking like, oh, gosh. So, so, yeah, she never wanted that to be. But she always like wrote. I mean, I wouldn't it wouldn't have mattered, you know, to me. I, I but, you know, she was Miss Franklin. She wasn't. Not going to have that kind yeah. of talk. Plus, she was a black woman fighting her way upstream in music and a label that wanted her to be this. And, you know, you can't, you got to like. Well, you got to think it. about it I because, it. okay, because we're getting ready to see the Tina Turner um, bio, biopic. It's a documentary. A documentary. It's not All a right. biopic. All right, documentary. But Tina Turner was known so much about Ike and Tina Turner and the abuse. Yes. So. You kind of see how how well, she cooperated with this documentary and was on camera and speaking about it right. and with her blessing and wanting to be more than then Tina Turner the beat up the beat up woman. Of, but how yeah. Aretha Franklin had a lot of abuse in her past so. and, and we didn't know about that. So right. I was just showing because, you the difference between yeah, yeah, how yeah. their careers were managed or how they were able to keep things private or not. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's happened. American Idols is just boom. Okay, I watched a little bit of it last night. It was um, duets. Yeah, it's Hollywood, and it's really bad. Roger thought that the Claudia Conway thing was a joke that they had her on stunt casting, one hundred percent casting, and uh, but two million people have left the show from seven weeks ago. Now I know there are people that just watched the auditions, and now they're down to Hollywood weeks, but um, it's the yeah, the it's cra- it's down forty percent in the demo. Ellen DeGeneres still wins by being forty five percent down in her demo. She's yeah. just she has a hundred thousand more people than Maury Povich, and the security guard who used to work for Doctor Phil has a show. Really, a security guard who worked for Doctor Phil has a show. Yeah. Oh dear. No, that's the. That's how much. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge number. So I heard Jason on his TV show this morning say. In May, she'll have one more year left on her contract. And he said when she comes back in the fall, it'll be one long year goodbyes. Sure. He doesn't think she'll come best back. Best of this, best of that. Just to, you yeah. know, really making yeah. a big fuss because she had the highest ratings she'd had in like four years when she came back and apologized for a toxic workplace. Right. But then after that, those, the four Numbers million just people, fell out. They, immediately. I mean, the people were gone immediately, yeah. and that was a crappy apology. It was a crappy apology. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't an honest apology because you got to do better when you've been the boss for seventeen years. You know what I mean, Rocco? Yes. Like if there'd be an expose on Julie and I, and I talk to Donnie pretty frequently, so I don't think there is one. But I mean, you know, like for somebody to say, like we didn't know for seventeen years something terrible was going on here at work. For our show, right? A radio show, right? So I mean, I don't know that that was the thing that uh, stuck in my cry. I did tape Ellen though today because Lake Street Dive was performing. 
Oh, they're Minnesota. Band, the, Weren't they yeah. Minnesota slash Chicago? But no, but Lori saw them in, at um, I saw somewhere. them at the caboose. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're from out east, though. Yeah, yeah okay, they are, but, but they, it, the band, Lake Street Dive. But it has the name of the yeah, Twin yeah, Cities, yeah, right. so we thought that they were maybe from here. Yeah, and they were, <laughs> and on, good. They were on Yes, Gobert right. last week, I think, or something. So they were on. I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tune in and just see what song they're promoting mm-hmm. off their new album and give them some music. Did love. you guys watch any basketball? Uh, last night I didn't watch as much basketball, but I did watch that QAnon thing. Oh, yeah. all right. Tell and us. I, you know, I like it. Uh, it just it just makes me upset, though, that these people are being lied to and fooled. Yeah. It's almost culty, isn't it? Yeah. But They're, when it started out, was he starting out with a lie? Yeah, I think the whole delete. thing is a I know it is, but I'm just curious people, the very beginning. And people think that Hollywood celebrities and Hillary Clinton eat babies, and it's stupid. It, it just sounds so crazy when you say it out loud. It really does. Yeah, it does. Wow. All right. But how long was it? It was an hour, and I think it's a four-parter. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I, don't think I, can, I don't think I can bear it. Well, Rocco's doing it for us. All right. All right. Thank you, Rocco. No 